Look at this NorCal guy. Maybe I, did go to, I did go to the symphony the other day, though. Yeah. We, oh, okay. fancy boy over here going to the symphony. Jan, Jan went to the symphony as well. Jan's also a symphony boy. Yeah, I went to the symphony on the 4th and the 29th. Uh, this is the first time I've ever been to the symphony. Um, oh. It's the first time I've ever been to the Walt Disney Concert Hall. It was beautiful. Incredible. I loved it. Yeah. It was amazing. It was like not even half full, but it was like full full for a Tuesday night kind of a thing. Um, and we were sitting like center orchestra. Like we had like pretty good seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone around us felt like they knew each other. Like they all <laughs> come and like were saying hi to each other and like talking to each other. And, oh, like, symphony folk. Yeah, symphony folk. And we were like, okay. Um <laughs> Uh, and the guy in front of us to like the right was talking to this old man. I think they came together, but he was talking and we like could barely understand what he's saying. And then we finally were able to like zero in on it. And he was talking about the band, the sparks, but he was talking about them. Like he was like high society talking about the sparks. That's so <laughs> and, funny. Like, it's so funny. Cause it's like Sasha's favorite band. And this guy's talking about the sparks and he's like, and they announced that they're going to be playing the Hollywood bowl. And guess what? April, and we were both like, oh, okay, well, we f- I feel like we could try, gotta, gotta, gotta try to get you like open up the phone, right, and right, right. yeah, no, I like yeah. pulled the phone out, but then he goes, like, and and they announced who they were gonna be, who their opener was gonna be, and um, what was it? Uh, it's not they went, is it they might be giants? I think it's they might be giants, and <laughs> he says this, but then he starts talking about them again in this like high society <laughs> kind of way. I'm like, you can't talk about they might be trying to in a high society way. Come yeah. on, dude. Like <laughs> They made a song. It's called Istanbul, not Constantinople. And it's like nine billion it, minutes it might, long. <laughs> right. It might not be they might be giants. It's a similar name to a band. Um I feel but like that they whole experience made me go like, I wanna have season tickets to something. And I don't care necessarily what that season tickets is because I want to be able to like gift them to people when I can't go. Oh yeah, hey buddy, I want to be able to be town, like, hey, I got season tickets. Do you want? I got my. Do you want my ticket tickets for tonight? Like, <laughs> I feel like a good season tickets would be like to like the Dodgers. Like if you mm. guys, if you got, can't do that. I know you can't do that, but I'm saying <laughs> if you yeah. got, cause season tickets to a baseball team, there's like a million games in a yeah. season. Like you're getting the yeah. most bang for your buck and season tickets to a baseball team. You are, but you're not because you're still paying for every single one of those tickets. So I'm guessing season tickets to baseball teams are probably way more expensive than season see. tickets to something else. Yeah. And also there are, I think generally two to three symphony shows per week at the Walt at the LA Philharmonic. So can you get season tickets that crazy? I mean, if you spend a lot of money, I think you probably can. Probably could. I just buy the package deal because if you buy like three concerts, you get a discount or something like that. Yeah. It looks like I'm sick by the way. <laughs> yeah, we don't talking. have a new we don't have a that's new code. <laughs> um it looks like you you do a membership for the Dodgers. And so it's like you say, Hey, I want to go to like between 16 and 20 games this year. And then you pay for that rather than like a season ticket holder. Are they doing that whole system now? The A's started that system a while, like a couple seasons back, but I thought they still had season ticket holders. I thought you still like had a seat. You may be like tickets for a seat. Grandfathered in. I don't know. But like, it looks like they're really pushing this. My Dodgers membership 
type thing. <laughs> my Dodgers. Oh, my Dodgers. It could uh, also well, be that season tickets for the Dodgers are just done. You can't buy season tickets because they already have sold out their season ticket True. holders. Yeah. Like, yep. You probably you probably would have to buy it off, like buy the slot off of somebody. Yeah. yeah. They're probably worth a lot of money. <laughs> but yes, I want to I want to have season tickets to something literally so I can just gift it to people. Not not so much that I care about what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Oh, you're coming in town? Take my ticket to the Take to my the, ticket. Please. No, yeah, I, I can't ticket. use them. I can't, I'm so busy. I can't I'm so I can't busy. go. Just get all this Hollywood stuff going on. <laughs> oh, um hey, sorry. Uh I know I gifted you those season tickets a couple of days ago, but like I'm gonna need them back. Yeah, I didn't realize like what was going person. on. It's my was, anniversary. Yeah, like, <laughs> I need them back. I'm so sorry. What? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's on me. <laughs> you give them away just to take them back. Just to seem like you're you've got stuff going on. You don't even go. You just like I thought I wasn't go. gonna be able to go, but now I can. I so can absolutely I'm gonna go. go. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, by the way, what year did the <laughs> Dodgers play in Brooklyn? What, what? Trying to figure out what year the Dodgers were playing in moved? Brooklyn. They, they moved, moved in the 60s, didn't they? Yeah, in the 60s. With the, with the Gi- Giants kind of followed them over. Gotcha. Yeah, all those New York teams. Yeah, there are way too many. Um, the Angels are the true California team. They started in California. They never. Yeah, they don't anymore. get to be the Los Angeles Angels. They're the Anaheim Angels, which is so no, they, stupid. They used to be the California Angels. Yeah, they're the California Angels. It's so <laughs> stupid. Were they the California the Los <laughs> Angeles Angels? Were they the California the Angels in Angels in the Outfield? Yeah, they I were. Believe so. Yeah, in I the nineties, so. they were the California Angels. Yeah. 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 They're technically the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I hate that so much. <laughs> it makes me so, so angry. Okay. Well, I look, I was clumsily trying to find a way to transition into the 40s and how <laughs> the big goodbye takes place in 1941. I'm sorry. Did you see our, uh, did you listen to the episode last week? Did you see how yet. long of an intro we had before we got to the intro? I didn't <laughs> see. Song? I cut like 10 minutes off of the beginning of the episode. <laughs> and it was still and insane. It was still <laughs> too long. That's really funny. <sighs> I love it that when when Mark wasn't on the podcast, he sent us all a text saying, "You all are a mess without me." <laughs> <laughs> and then that happens. That's really funny. Oh. Um, well, I feel like uh, I I think I got a splash of cold water when Indy Soros, our awesome network, had a little host survey to see how things are going, and they're like, "Can we reduce?" the file size limit down to 40 megabytes. Oh, that God. should be fine if your episode is an hour or less. And I was like, oh man, our episodes are way too long. I'm like our episodes aren't an hour or less, by the way. Um, <laughs> we very regularly go over the 48 megabytes that you want to drop <laughs> right. into. <laughs> uh, it's pretty close to like 53 to 64. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but don't worry, everybody. They upped the limit. It's going to be 80 megabytes per episode. We'll be completely fine. They upped it? They yes. decided to up it they instead? They doubled it, yeah. Well, they're, did, no, it, did, I mean, they upped the limit that they're reducing it to. So currently, I think oh, the limit's 200. Okay. 
And I don't think gotcha. anybody's hitting that because everybody's hyper compressing. Yeah. When I yeah when I when I filled out the the survey, I like said like keep it where it's at, um, and then I said like in the the other section, I was like, uh, you know, we pretty regularly hit around this, like, but I could probably get it down further if you guys really need to go below that because like I understand how much that costs probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I already do a pretty heavy compression to try to make sure and not like bad. I try to make sure it's not bad on the user's end. So Yeah. Because we you don't want what there's that window. I forget what it's called where like you start to do an action on a phone or a computer. And if it, yeah. if it passes, you're like, I need dopamine right now. And you go to something do, else. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely have had that. Um, yeah experience the big goodbye came out january 11th 1988 mm. Mm. i think this is the first holodeck episode that's not just like here is a resort <laughs> not even that yeah. but like here is an environment it's a story it's an actual like story yeah the characters yeah it's yeah, it's not just like here's filler. Here's we don't want to have this conversation in the staff. I mean, in the conference room, we want to have a conversation somewhere else. This was the first one that's like let's incorporate it into the the actual the the narrative of the episode. So it's a way to use like another lot in the Paramount Studios area. Right. It's not just like yep, this is our jungle set. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is our 1920s gangs, 1940s gangster set. Perfect. Um, yeah, I love that uh, he, um, Picard. They it's so early in the season in the series, right? That Picard, uh, when he enters the holodeck for the first time, has like an explanation of what it is, <laughs> what's <Right>. going on. <laughs> it's so like patronizing in hindsight of like, and everything is made up. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't think in because in Farpoint Encounter at Farpoint. Riker goes into the holodeck to find yeah. data, but I don't think he uh-huh. explains what it is. But data does. Data, d- oh, data, data does, does to okay. Wesley. Like data's explaining it to Wesley. Okay. <laughs> but he it's definitely in our, goes it's into in our detail. Intro music, Mark, is like hard to believe that all this can is actually what is yeah. it? I now I don't, I don't remember know. it. But it's in the it's intro. Real. If yeah. you listen to the, the intro, intro, it's in the intro. You fast forward through the best part of our episodes, <laughs> the most consistent part of our episodes. Mark. <laughs> Mark, we very particularly don't put a skip intro button. That's true. <laughs> We're the Deep Space Nine of podcasts. We're just honoring the tradition the Paramount Plus has set. Yeah. Uh, um, one last thing before we go into the intro in a second or two is uh, I am extremely, extremely, extremely cautiously optimistic about season three of TNG. We're like, Apparently, a, a, like a lot of haters you of Picard, the lot of the fr- TNG. What did I say? TNG? <laughs> you said yeah. TNG. Season TNG, eight. Season of eight. Season eight of TNG. Season eight of TNG. <laughs> because a lot of people who had a lot of issues with the first two seasons, mm-hmm. professional reviewers and stuff, are saying like, "This is the show that we thought we were getting." Mm. Interesting. I don't trust professional reviewers ever. But they I were right kind of about I the know, first two seasons. I know. Picard. Thing is, is like professional reviewers and critics, I feel like are just blowing smoke most of the time. They're just like making it up as they go, you know? <laughs> yeah. One of I, my <clears throat> cautiously. I said cautiously. I know, I know. One of my friends on Twitter 
Um, he is on a big YouTube Trek YouTube channel and he got invited to the premiere last week. Um, and of course he couldn't give any details, but he said he really enjoyed the first two episodes. So, man, and he wasn't a huge fan, wasn't a huge fan of season two. Uh, somebody who said that they love Strange New Worlds and they thought then they consider Strange New Worlds to be essentially the only new Trek that really captures the original stuff. Yeah, they, you know they like lower decks, but you know that's still a verging on parody. Uh, right. But they said that this season of Picard might be at the tier of Strange New Worlds oh, season one. That's a big, so big that's statement. a huge thing to say. Obviously, yeah. Maybe they're just trying to get clicks. I just wonder how much of that, because it's it's the exact same reason why, it's not the exact same reason why. No, nope, you said it. Worlds uh, let me go back is, in the time code. Yep, um, you said exactly. But I wonder how much of that is is nostalgia, right? Because like yeah. we want all these old characters back. And so when they see that, they go like, this is what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted TNG season eight, you know, like, whereas like with Strange New Worlds, we're like, this is what we wanted. We wanted old Star Trek. We want old Star Trek back. Like, <laughs> well, we all spoke about it early actually in the podcast too. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm retro, I'm retconning you, Mark, as saying it, even Sweet. though you time traveled, you agreed with us. And you don't you know what, back. you don't know what we're about to say, Mark. I yeah. literally don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we said that we wanted a return to serialized. It wasn't, we want yeah. it to be yeah. in no, the 20, <laughs> 2260s and it's the old enterprise. In fact, I remember you specifically, Darius, were cautious about like, uh, why are we doing TOS era? But like, yeah, they, that no, didn't I end am. up being an issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still don't like the fact that they are just doing all these prequels. Like, where it's like, hey, let's just do Strange New World is great, but I just I still don't like the fact that they're like, hey, let's just do the, the Enterprise before Kirk gets on board. Yeah, but it rules. It does rule. <laughs> it does. But it does. nostalgia can carry you a long way. My favorite episode of this recent um, <clears throat> season of Lower Decks, spoiler alert, is the one where they go to Deep Space Nine. Of course, yeah. it's where they see Kira and Quark, and they bring back Nana Visitor and Armin Shimmerman. It was an amazing episode of Lower Decks, yeah. um, and I think it's the highest rated of that season uh, because wow. people loved it. Well, there's there's a line right between uh, nostalgia, and then there's cloying, uh, pandering. You sure. know, there's a difference, and you can feel it. You you know when it's insincere. Sure. And right. you don't know why necessarily. You could probably break it down and figure it out if you wanted to. I'm sure some people have. But an audience member will instinctively know when they are being pandered to versus when they are feeling something that is nostalgic. Uh, I think too, like for me, the nostalgia aspect of it comes from like, like Jan was just saying, wanting serialized Trek. So like the nostalgia isn't necessarily like, oh, yeah, they brought Worf back. That's awesome. Most of the time when they're doing something like that, they're also going to try to capture the feel of whatever that nostalgia piece is. And that just comes back to like, yeah, it was just really well-written Trek. And so they kind of had to do a well-written episode, you know? like Yeah, and I think... <laughs> My my feeling is this is still not going to be serialized. It's no. it's still going to be one long arc, mm -hmm. but it is going to be the team. And I think they 
what people are going to feel. What people, here's the thing about TNG, and you can disagree with me or not. I'm curious what your opinions are, but I feel like it is a workplace television show about very competent people finding ways to solve problems together. It's like The and, Office. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the office, yeah. they don't solve problems. They make yeah. problems together. <laughs> Data makes problems. Yeah. Uh, it's like the West Wing. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, it is very similar. I mean, it probably is why those are two of my favorite shows growing up. Um, so I think that this season most likely is best set up to have that team of work, like coworkers solve whatever long arc is. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that with TNG for sure. It is very much watching people be competent at their jobs um, in this fantastical setting of space exploration, right? I think what I didn't, what I'm not a huge fan of is the lack of conflict between them. Um, and what I'm hoping is now that it's been 20 years, that there will be a little bit more conflict. Honestly, what makes the TNG finale so good is that when they go to the future, there's some hurt there. Worf and and, yeah. and um, Riker are pissed at each other, yeah. um, and they have to work through in order to get the job done. Um, and so I'm hoping that there's a little bit of the a little. I mean, I know it's blasphemous to say, but a little bit of the the Roddenberry. Everybody has to get along all the time has kind of rubbed off a little bit, and there's some. Hey, we need to work things out. Well, it's clear that there's unresolved stuff between Crusher and Picard. Yes. Uh, I think Riker and Worf have a lot of potential to bond actually over loss in a different way, but, you know, uh, different circumstances, but similar way as in the finale, because, you know, Worf's lost a wife and he's totally a wife guy. And (laughs) Riker is a wife guy, but he hasn't lost his wife, but he did lose a child with his wife. Lost a kid, yeah. Yeah, so... Spoiler alerts. Mark, are you telling me you don't like God and Barry's uh, idea of non-conflict? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Did you call him God and Barry? Did you say I God did. and Barry? I love I did that. God and Barry. That's us. We came up with it. That's a Darius Hamilton Smith original. <laughs> Trademarked that quick. God and Barry. Uh, trademarked. Uh, all right. Let's, um, so look, put on your... Uh, your double-breasted suit, and yeah, your then your bellhop suit underneath. And your that. bellhop your suit. bellhop suit underneath. That. Get your nicest fedora. <laughs> Learn all your twentieth-century history that you can, and somehow but, become uh, an, an officer in, in Starfleet based on that alone. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, and then uh, learn as much as you can about the 1940s like uh, detective dramas, but then somehow miss the fact that everything has like, like they speak in a weird way, but just know everything about it, but miss the fact that they, <laughs> they have these things that they say that you don't understand. <laughs> Quickly swallow any gum you're chewing. <laughs> Not knowing what it is. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> And strap in. Um, for yeah, the- turn turn your dot. Turn the 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 not the, the dial on your radio. <laughs> turn the dial on your radio and find like flip through the <laughs> and find uh, your favorite podcast right as they start to yell into your ear. Believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. 
I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. voice is a mess <laughs> hold up I gotta I gotta expectorate what expectorate he's using big words now he's especially good at expectorating <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like an accumulation of 20 minutes of- yeah you guys were at the symphony <clears throat> we went to Anaheim last week to see one of Samuel's friends, um, mm-hmm. who was here from the East Coast, who was at going to Disney World, um, land. land, Disneyland. Disneyland. I'm sorry. Come on, Florida boy. <laughs> the original. It's the original. Uh, the, just because something was done first doesn't mean it was done best. Star Trek has proved that. Um, uh, yeah, but also at least it's not in a fucking swamp. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not in. Uh, How many parks do you have? Two. We have four. So. <laughs> Uh, just because you have more doesn't mean it's better. Uh, I can't do like one and a half parks in a day. We don't, we don't just hold on to all the old rides because we have space for it. We have to get rid of them and then get new ones. We have to rebrand them all to be other Disney properties. Uh, yeah. Jan, you're from the East coast too. You should be defending. You should be defending <laughs> our parks. So I, I, I know you're telling a story, Mark. I've been to both. And I went to both for the first time, uh, you know, in first 27 years old for Disney World and like 31, 32 for Disneyland. And I can say that I like Disneyland better. Did you go in the summertime in Florida? I went in February in Florida. Oh, that's basically, a, that's a good time to go. It was a real, it was during the, um, the training camp for baseball. Cause I was there for, I was in a commercial Ew. for the Braves and, um, so it was actually like pretty fun. I had a lot of fun, but it was already like too hot and swampy in February. And then Disneyland, I went in September a few years ago. And, it was just, and that's a hot time. That's a hot And hot it was time. good. I had a lot of fun. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. No. So you guys are talking about going to the symphony um, and we saw the... Um, the new fireworks show and it's really good. And so I was like, Oh, this is um, my version of the symphony. And it was uh, <laughs> Disneyland's fireworks yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. And it's cause it's also a light show. Um, and so they yeah. like project stuff onto the castle and stuff. It was really good. I, uh, me and Dylan went to Disneyland a few times before he moved to LA. <clears throat> um, and then a couple times, like when he did move to LA, but one of these times it was me and him and we're in the, we're like in the teacups, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then we we were like, it was like getting late. It's dark. Like we're like, let's just go do the teacups, and we completely forgot that they have a fireworks show. <laughs> and so you're like, we're in the teacups, and then the fireworks show starts, and then we look at each other and we're like, we just got like inadvertently put in a Disneyland commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yay>! Yeah. <laughs> No, I, it makes you feel better. They're not going to put like two twenty-something white guys in, in, a, in no, the teacup. No, they're not. And I'm just saying, like we just you've experienced one though. I uh, <clears throat> like the older I get, the less and less rides I can do. The teacups is one of them. Uh-huh. The fluid in my ear is thickening up, and I just cannot. Sure. I get so dizzy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but uh, Disneyland's better. Uh, I think we came to that conclusion. It's Mark really not. agreed with that one. Your castle, so- <laughs> your castle's like thirty feet high. Doesn't matter. Okay, you well, can't your castle's better, but them. we, but you can walk to every single attraction at Disneyland pretty comfortably. So hey, you take the monorail. <laughs> you know, monorail's fine. It is such a testament to different cultures. Too. <laughs> I didn't realize when I moved here, I didn't realize you guys didn't have an Epcot ball. Yeah, no, that's a Disney World Epcot thing. Ball? I didn't know. I didn't it's know there was no Epcot, Epcot. in, in Epcot. California. It's Epcot. It's Epcot. I thought Epcot was on both coasts. No, we have Tomorrowland, the original Tomorrowland. We have Tomorrowland in Florida. The, the original Tomorrowland. Okay. You know, but they've changed a lot of that stuff. Like the, they have, the they have. Space Mountain is now Star Wars themed, which is a horrible move. Did they keep it Star Wars themed? I thought it. I thought they went back to oh, did regular they go Space back? Mountain. Maybe I was just... Well, but they have we, changed it recently to where Space Mountain can only be done with the lights on. <laughs> that sucks. Why, the best part about Space Mountain is it's wait, in the dark. Why, why did they do that? Because somebody put their hands up or something. And got and their arm chopped again. off or something. Yeah. But you're yeah. not... <laughs> You should not be dumb. That's what killed. <laughs> that's what killed dueling dragons at or in Orlando, Universal Orlando. Yeah. Was some woman climbed over a fence and oh someone's flip flop fell off, fell off, and like hit her in the head and killed her. And what so, the f- and so they couldn't. So- then you couldn't run the rides together anymore. And it's like she climbed over a wall. She, that's on she her. She wanted to die. Well, there was a person at, at Six Flags was on a ride where, you know, you dangle at the Six Flags Atlanta yeah. where your feet are dangling because I think it was the Batman actually. And somebody did a similar thing. They ran off and their fucking head got clipped off and the person whose leg was dangling lost their foot because, it, you know, you're going 60 whatever miles per hour. And it's just like, you're just an idiot. You you just don't Yo, deserve to be around places. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's, it's tragic, ridiculous. but like you're warned Constantly. This, this article about Space Mountain having to have lights on <laughs> the is lights the funniest on. thing in the world. Why would you uh, need the lights on? It starts with reports of new Disneyland statute requiring <laughs> lights on to lights to remain on during rides at Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom. Oh, it's, so it's in not Florida. even Disneyland. It's Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. It's a Florida idiot. Are 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 aren't sitting well with fans of the usually dark ride. Do you want to know why it's not sitting well? Because that's the whole point of Space Mountain. It's, is it's the dark. Yeah, go moving around <laughs> in the dark. Now we the one thing that we still have that I know y'all regret is we still have our Tower of Terror and it's still the Tower of Terror yeah, theme and it's not horrible. Guardians because, again not because Guardians you have, of the Galaxy. You have the <clears throat> space to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have they have a Tower of Terror, but it is rebranded as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, which is terrible. No, no that's what I'm saying. Is like they had space to keep the original Tower of Terror, but we didn't because they needed to take over that area for for Marvel Disney, or whatever. Marvel, yeah. yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, whatever. It's all a big machine. So speaking of nostalgia, yes, to the forties, to the forties. This episode was written by Tracy Torme, who also wrote Manhunt, but hated it so much that he asked for his name to be credited differently. And uh, he's he's basically the Dixon Hill creator. So when uh, when in Picard season two, uh, Renee Picard. Picard's great, great, great aunt or something like that is reading uh-huh. a, a Dixon Hill book. He's also the author of that book in that. So that's a little connection mm. right there. Um, and the episode- uh, Manhunt, mm-hmm. Manhunt 
was the was the episode I was thinking of Mark. I told Mark I started to watch this episode. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we already did the big goodbye. And then I like I started watching, I was like, oh nope, we didn't. Yeah. Is this the one it. with the fish people <laughs> and Loxana Troy? Yeah, with fucking um the guy from uh the band. And it's not there right now. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop, isn't it? Nope. No, nope. Iggy Pop is in DS9. Um, it's Wolf, not Wolfgang or uh, no, um, not Van Halen. Uh, no, Manhunt Rockstar. Mick Fleetwood. Fleet, Fleetwood. Fleetwood. That's what it is. Fleetwood. Mick Mac. Fleetwood. Replace yeah. one of those quid people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No, all just, good. Manhunt. Uh, Manhunt. This episode was directed by Joseph L. Scanlon known as Joe Scanlon. Apparently at a, one of the Vegas cons, Jonathan Frakes said that after directing four episodes of Star Trek TNG, uh, Scanlon walked out and refused to ever direct any further episode again because, <laughs> because the actors were, quote, like out of control. Apparently they were just yeah, constantly no. fucking with each other. <laughs> the, yeah, because they put a whoopee cushion under Scanlon's seat yeah. every single time he <laughs> sat down. And he's like, I'm done with this. This is bullshit. I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, it's just a joke, Scanlon. <laughs> Come on, Joe. No, it's fucking bullshit. He I'm said, done. I'm the director. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine. Like, it's, it's steady work. Like, how can you really turn down? You've seen how much David, David Livingston... Has he directed like twenty plus episodes? That's a lot of money. Sasha uh, worked uh, with a, a writer who used to write for like old sitcoms, um, but he directs a lot, directed a lot of TV as well. Yeah. And his whole thing is basically like uh, directing television is you're basically the substitute teacher. Yeah. Like that's how you have to go into it because like you just that's your job. You're just going to wrangle actors and like... Right. <laughs> Who all know each other. They know everybody yeah. on set. And right. Like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. They know all the rules. Hey, uh, Mr. Scanlon, uh, I need to take Will to the bathroom. He's scared if he goes alone. It's like, really? Uh, all the other directors... Gene said it's fine. Gene yeah. always says it's fine. Okay. Well, if Gene said it's that's, fine... I guess if Gene said it's fine... has And like four hours later, has anyone seen... Riker, where the fuck? Where's where is he? They're like at a bar across the street. Hey, Will Wheaton, exactly. He's like letting Will Wheaton have little sips of beer. I thought they were going to the bathroom. We need to start this episode. <laughs> uh, the music was by our boy Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Total run of the Mac. Literally, I think this is like I the fourth. All episode four episodes yeah. we did leading up to this, <laughs> d- leading up to this, have been Dennis McCarthy. I know Jeff Russo does all the Picard music, but they should bring Danny Mac for like just like a little guest appearance. Just they like should give Mac just like a feature. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what Dennis McCarthy has done recently. Um, Let's see here. Don't know. No. 2018, he did a documentary, Death of a Nation. Oof, it's a Dinesh D'Souza doc. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Okay, so. So maybe they shouldn't bring him yeah, back. Yeah, no, but. don't bring him back. <laughs> I mean, it, for he's probably like, a paycheck's a paycheck. Fuck it. I don't know. I don't, you couldn't say it a paycheck's a paycheck. It takes a lot to, to work, work with, with Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza. D'Souza. It looks yeah. like he was one of 
No, he was the only composer. Death of a Nation is one of those like ones that they really herald as like a like a yeah. it's like a birth of the nation sort of thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like an inverse of that. Let's see yeah. here. I gotta I gotta look at the if there's any mention in the oh <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> yeah, no. oh no. Go. <laughs> oh, we gotta find out. Dennis McCarthy, conservative. <laughs> Man, he's Twitter. gonna really hate. Go to his Twitter. <laughs> he's gonna really hate that we use Return of the Mac as his theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I am. Oh no! Oh no! I found a forum post. Yo, Donovan, uh, no. probably the best review I've ever read. This is about Death of a Nation. Yes, I am conservative. After nine years on the road with Glenn Campbell, I came to love all flyover country folks. So many reviewers have not listened to the music or in many cases have not even seen the movie. I must take exception to one of your observations. The jazz version of the Star Spangled Banner was recorded in my living room. What the the? <laughs> so that that was Denny Mac. That's on a post. I mean, it's somebody who who posted with the name Dennis McCarthy, and I mean it. Oh, it feels like it really is him. I mean, death of the Mac, baby. <laughs> I'm so bummed out right now. <laughs> so sad. Oh no. <laughs> God. What's funny is the somebody fact that wrote. You worked with Dinesh D'Souza is ridiculous. Somebody wrote, as much as I despise this movie, the score for Dennis McCarthy is truly its sole asset. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still good at what he does, apparently. I know, he's like turning out bangers for Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> God damn. What a disappointment. I'm, he's turning out bangers for racism, is basically yeah. what he's What's doing. What's really weird is that he's like, yeah, I'm conservative, and then follows it with, like, I know, like, a lot of fly, I spent a lot of time doing in flyover country. It's like, you can still sympathize with people in flyover country and not be conservative. Yeah. I, I understand the plight of people who are like lonely, don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of like excitement in their lives, and yeah, end up going the path of conservatism because it's the only thing that seems like an option for them uh, in a capitalistic society that's fucked up. Absolutely sympathize with people who've been lied to their whole life about basic ideas of why their lives suck. (laughs) Oh man, Denny. Well. So he's probably been Denny blacklisted is probably what he's sort of, (laughs) he's been soft blacklisted, I would imagine. Yeah. Definitely don't let Denny Mac come back and do something for Picard. <laughs> Let's get David Bell up in here. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to find yeah. out all the composers are, super, are like a part of a cabal of conservative? <laughs> former Trek composers. And like Former Trek composers for Trump. <laughs> like. I want. I can't find out about Ron Jones. I can't handle the idea. No, the don't idea look up anymore. Ignorance is bliss. I doubt don't Ron look up Jones anymore. is conservative because he com- he does music for like American Dad, and I know that sounds yeah. ironic, but like that show is right. stealthily very liberal, very progressive. Well, yeah. and Seth MacFarlane is extremely yeah, liberal. Yeah, exactly. 
I love, just hold on, going back to that post saying the jazz <clears throat> version of this was recorded in my Star living Spangled room. Star Spangled Banner. Sounds, sounds so sad. It really is. <laughs> I know that's, that's how like a lot of things happen uh, music-wise, uh, but that particularly sounds so sad. Like he was like, ah, I need to fucking write the Star Spangled Banner for this movie. I just, nobody wants to work with me anymore. I can't get somebody... I can't get anyone to 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 rent me a recording studio. Fuck it. I'm just I want to do it in my living. I'm do it in here. <laughs> I got my couch. That'll acoustically it's actually pretty good in here. I got my got my lazy boy chair that I'm sitting in. He just like he's messing with the sax, like adjusting it on his like lazy watching uh Fox News is on mute in the background. Yeah. Newsmax. Newsmax. <laughs> ONA or something else that I don't recognize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's do the roundabout 45 minutes yeah. into the podcast. <laughs> God. Uh, I'll start it off. All right. Just because I'm... I'll go second. Yeah. Mark can finish it up. I'll finish up. All right. <clears throat> so the Enterprise is supposed to meet with an insectoid race called the Harada, and the Harada are very particular about how they're greeted. And if Picard screws this up, uh, it could lead to war and other 60 years of, of no peace. Uh, so he's really stressed out about it. So Deanna Troyes recommends that he goes to the holodeck to blow off some steam. It just got some upgrades. And uh, so he walks in and he's like, man, the PS5's fucking dope. Look <laughs> at these graphics. Um, and then he gets kind of like, realizes that he's not quite prepared for it. So he like leaves, comes back and is like way more prepared, but gets like more people involved with it. Like Data, this random guy who like knows a lot about the history of things and uh, finally gets uh, Beverly Crusher. So then the Harada scan the ship and it throws off the holodeck um, and they don't realize it. And so they're like, oh, this is fun. And then the gangster comes and he's like, do what I say or I'll kill you. And then um, they, and then he's like, this is goofy. And then he shoots one of the guys and he starts to die. And then the more gangsters come and they have to get out of the holodeck. And then the gangsters really walk off the holodeck. Nobody bangs. Nobody bangs. Nobody bangs. They do trick the gangsters <laughs> to walk off the holodeck and kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they did they kill do. themselves. The way they, uh, the way that guy holds the gun really pisses me off. He's like, um, <laughs> "Can I kill no, them, boss? Like, Can I kill them?" <laughs> he holds the gun like he's tiny. Yeah, like, like he's it, a little guy. Like he's really tiny. <laughs> uh, fucking Lawrence Tierney, man. He's a in a DS9 episode too, isn't he? He, um, my first episode that I ever did with you guys yeah. was business, business as usual. Yeah. Um, and he was the uh, regent of Palomar, um, which was this old warlike, yeah, this warlord. And he was like he, um, trying to buy weapons to kill forty million people or whatever. Um, and so this was his first appearance on Star Trek. Um, but that was the episode where Quark is selling weapons for his cousin. Yeah, who was the moon? So. Yeah, as a moon. Would you watch this episode for the holodeck stuff alone? It's a yes for me. Of course, of course, I would. Yeah, it's ninety (laughs) percent of the episode. I just gotta say, I I absolutely adore. This is probably the most realistic meeting in all of Star Trek because the first like two minutes of it are the boss talking about his new car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At first, I was like. Did Picard call a meeting just to talk about the new holodeck? <laughs> That's what it felt like. 
It's what it felt it's like. like, oh, it's man, like it's shouldn't so we cool. be talking it's about fucking amazing? <laughs> shouldn't we be talking about the huge diplomatic meeting you had? Right, right, right. Okay, let's get on with it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, like halfway through, data being like, data being like, we should watch the video again because we want to make sure we don't make those same mistakes. Now, data, we're not watching the video. But why wouldn't he want to watch the video again? Like to really make data. We all know what the fuck happened. We don't need to watch that yeah, video. The guy got liquidated or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he calls it the tape. And I was okay. like, oh, the so tape. This is the other thing too. And I'm sad Dylan's not here for it. That's like, oh, Dylan would be so but excited. In my head, this is like somebody on the enterprise insists on keeping physical copies of things because <laughs> I mean, in TOS, they call everything tapes too. So the other part of it, it's yeah. just like, maybe they just colloquially call things tapes. Carry it over. And I, and yeah. I wish they continue. rods yeah. or just tapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the tapes, we should watch the tape. I love it. It's so good. Uh, oh, I, in man. the middle of his meeting, Picard also asks, he's like, hey, Crusher, do you want to go with me? And she very clearly thinks it's a date. Yeah. yeah and he's clearly. like, cool, I'll also invite this fucking loser, <laughs> Doc, <laughs> Lieutenant Whalen. And I was like- Got to bring I, someone to get shot. And I, I was like, there's never been a more dead person than <laughs> Lieutenant Whalen, who was just mentioned. There was very TOS of it. To create a character, because in TOS, whenever they're like, "We'll get our re- our local ant expert. He'll come along yeah. to the planet." It's like that ant expert is fucking dead. dead. That guy's dead. Dead. He should have said no. He's <laughs> like, uh, "I'll just keep doing my research on board, sir." What? Yeah, I'm not gonna do this it. This is a rare opportunity. But when she, I know. when I got when a lot she- of ant things to deal with. <laughs> I have a lot of ant related issues to deal with right now. The colony's going crazy. <laughs> That's an order. Yeah, you're going to have to court martial. Yeah, yeah. I got to deal with that. I ants. saw what happened. Well, when he was like, should I tell him, sir? Ask him, Data. I'm like, no, tell him. <laughs> He's coming. Ask him. It's it's entertainment. When when they zoom in on Beverly and Picard and she starts wiping that lipstick off his lips with her fingers, yeah. I'm yeah. like, there's a lot of sexual tension here. I wanted to zoom out and see what the rest of the room was Everyone's like. Was like, down like at their everyone's just like, should should we go? Like, you guys need the room. They all to- they all like pull the data pads out yeah, and just like, start like okay. scrolling, get on their phones. <laughs> Like there is a lot of sexual tension right now. He's like, is Wesley in that meeting? I can't remember. He's not in the meeting. Yeah, he was, he was. in that meeting. Like, he is. Yes. Wesley's in these meetings. I'm like, dude, why is Wesley here? I can understand <laughs> him being like doing the internship thing, but him being at the meetings is really weird because he's a 15 yeah. year old. It's really you weird. You know, he's like really hanging weird. out at, at the, you know, in the mess hall, a 10 forward and telling other kids like, <laughs> Hey, guess what I heard? <laughs> Also, it's his mom. It's his yeah. mom. Like, I want to see. My mom's going to bang the captain. <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> my dad's going to be the captain. Are you my new dad, Mr. Picard? I'm going to get a new dad. <laughs> can you, can we talk about uh, how at this period of time, they thought that the peak technology of an Android of data would very quickly read something instead of just downloading it all into his brain. Yeah, just like, like he does, yeah. he's just like faster. No, no, faster. Yeah, he does it. That's how I think he I like read. always starts off by like, how would the humans do it? He's like, okay, this is how the humans would do it, and he's like, I am an android though, so I'm just gonna do it faster. I'm gonna do it. This is just slow. Yeah, this is really slow. I don't have. 
I need. <laughs> I'll just. He's, he's like, I don't do the Matrix thing where I'm just like, okay, I can fly a helicopter. It's <laughs> like, no, I want to read the manuals. Watching these early seasons, I'm always thrown about how emotional he is. Um, before he, I guess it was around like the end of season two, early season three, when he really got like the down like yeah. the data like straight face down because he yeah. is smiling and yep. winking yep. and <laughs> laughing and i'm like data get it together man <laughs> I, I think it's less like spock where spock is like culturally trying to suppress and more like he's an android so he can just for example when he plays the gangster role he probably downloaded like all the gangster movies and was like this is how I should move and act and wink and stuff which is yeah. why I'm, it I'm, doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't understand all these colloquialisms yes, right. and stuff like that I'm not even like, what? I'm not even talking about the gangster stuff the gangster stuff is fine because he's like hey I'm getting into character for this holodeck program we're doing it's when they're just in the staff room and he looks at looks at someone doing something and he gives a big old grin on his face I'm yeah. like oh Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, Mark, that video you sent at the dis in the Discord. Um, I started watching it, and I got I think like five minutes in, and I was like, I gotta watch the episode. I can't watch this. Um, but he talks literally just has the ex- almost the exact same like conversation with himself that you just had, Jan, where he's just like, <clears throat> um. Spock literally is suppressing his emotions. Like he has them. Data doesn't have emotions. He has to create emotions. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a big difference. Uh, I like I like our weird little Tin Man. Oh, I love him. We all. The love thing him. is, you definitely shouldn't be on a starship. Spiner is a million percent of the musical theater guy, and it was probably really hard for him early on to find the rhythm of how to play Data. Uh, yeah, and suppress his clear musical theaterness, and it, right. it took them writing, you know, like, oh, here's lore, and here's Arx. So, like, you get every once in a while, we'll let you be Brent Spiner, right? But otherwise, uh, Q's gonna let you laugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it also kind of makes sense to me in the sense that, like, he really likes learning about humans and how to be human. So when interactions are happening around him i could see him being very happy to like watch and learn these things yeah. right he's like oh i get to see what anger looks like this is awesome yeah like <laughs> I-, I love how picard's initially just invites you know like the hot redhead doctor and some fucking guy who is an expert in the 20th century because when else are they going to bring him along and right. <laughs> And everybody just piles on like data shows up. <laughs> it's like, I want to be in this program too. He's like, well, I can't, I can't think of a reason to say no. So right. <laughs> guess you're coming. You weird nerd. <laughs> uh, there was some other miscellaneous stuff here. This, by the way, one uh, of the whole scene, the whole scene where he's trying to learn how to speak this language. <laughs> So I didn't understand that. So he, Picard had read Dixon Hill stuff before, right? Yeah. Yes. So wouldn't he know even just like a, a little bit about that era? Um, I felt like he didn't know a single thing about the era when he walked in. I feel like he just needed to slip I, into it. But I also feel like it's it's the difference between when you read a book 
and you have pictures in your head of what everything looks like, and then you watch a movie that was made about it, and you're like, that's not at all what I imagined that would look sure. like. That's not at all what I imagined that character would look like. I imagine Picard probably had an idea of what this world looked like in his head, and then he got there and was like, whoa, this is completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and also, like, I know vaguely about the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, the 1500s. But if you plot me into 1750, I'd be like, uh, I know there's a French and Indian war going on in the Americas, but I, I don't know what's going on <laughs> right. here in Beijing. Like, I don't know shit. <laughs> I've, let, I've, read, I've read quite a bit about uh, medieval England <laughs> literature, uh, f- uh, like um, fiction. And, but if you drop me into medieval England, I would have no fucking clue what what, yeah. what this was, what that was, and how it's yeah. happening. Right, right, it's right. Like, this is how you guys make bread? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a sword of some sort, a broadsword? This is what you wear? This, you wear this here? Uh, on this? All the time? Jesus. Okay. Man, that is uncomfortable. <laughs> What I enjoyed a lot about this episode was that they were still figuring out the rules of the holodeck. Um, And I love when it's like, hey, we're working through our canon here. And I love that kind of stuff. It's really, it's really great. This is, I believe, the last time ever that you see holod programs walk off the holodeck and not immediately just, you know, like in in later episodes, they just like go through and it it stops. But in this one, they exist briefly and and then they like get slow transported out yeah they're like what's going on our legs are disappearing oh no it has, it has such like a dad energy of like i guess i'm dying Whoa. you can't uh, kill me i'm a gangster do you know who i am i feel like somebody should have just been walking down the hallway and he's like takes one last shot and kills a dude it's like fuck we should have said clear the hallway the bullets are disappearing. <laughs> I'm I'm Cyrus Brickface or whatever his Red, name Red is. Block. I don't remember. Red Block. That's a <laughs> Cyrus. Red Cyrus Black. Brickface is funny though. I think that's a great name. Cyrus Red Block will have his revenge. I like the idea of like this happened and Picard sends a note. It's like it's super weird that they don't just immediately die or dissolve. Could you patch that because it's really disturbing. It freaked out a lot of people in the hallway <laughs> watching and happening. I also. I also like to imagine, because this is, uh, I don't think we see this again, maybe I'm wrong, but that there's certain uh, exit points within the holodeck. You have to be in a certain area yeah. where the arch. You can't just say arch. Appear. You can't just say arch. They're like, that's an exit point. This is an exit point. Like, No, just, it's got to be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, when they're like feeling yeah. the wall, they're like, it's got to be here somewhere. Pull harder. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, notes for that upgrade. This is the this is the launch uh, holodeck upgrade. This is the launch PS five. You know, yeah, they gotta yeah. work out some yeah. kinks. <laughs> yeah, because when some, he someone somewhere still has it on a deck somewhere, and it, like every time they walk in, it sounds like it's about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> when he hey, left, can you can we go into the new holodeck? Like I can't hear you. <laughs> it's too it's so loud. Yeah, but it's better. Like you can just it just feels better. I'm a retro yeah. holodecker. <laughs> after he after he made out with that woman, as soon as he left the holodeck, the lipstick should have disappeared because it was hollow lipstick. You don't think it's a but liquid? I think it. I think it. This is the 
we run into this all the time, right? The holodeck does a couple of things. Force fields and then other things it replicates, right? And so like it 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 the, when it's food, it can replicate the food for you when you're eating the food. So it becomes real stuff. Why would it choose to replicate her lipstick of all lipstick things? To embarrass Picard when he leaves the holiday. <laughs> I think it would do this that. Fucker. It's probably easier. The enterprise is like this fucker's going to get it. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it from a computer perspective. It's probably easier to just replicate a real thing to stick on his face than to constantly like be hollow projecting it onto his face. Yeah. Yeah. Like create a force field, put that, that real thing on that force field. And then that would be really complicated. Let it just be. Yeah. And we know (laughs) that water comes off because it can come off because it's replicated water. Water's real in that sense. Yeah. Sometimes there's an episode of lower decks where I think Tendi is covered in blood. And then when she walks off the, when she walks through the arch, it all disappears when she walks through. I mean, it could be a setting option too. Yeah. I want real water. I want real lipstick. I want fake blood. (laughs) Yeah. Fake blood. Because the games give you the option of having (laughs) fake blood or or blood or not blood. It's true. Um, But I'm glad you bring it up because you're bright. It was probably, it's very easy for us to headcanon it out, but it probably doesn't make sense. Uh, Speaking of headcanon, uh, I, I said this to Mark, and I'm just going to continue on with this headcanon for the rest of my life. I think that the um, the cop that is like uh, Picard's friend <laughs> yeah. in this goes on to become Vic Fontaine. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> like they, they take that program because, and they modify it? Because he's starting to like question. He's like, but like if I go home it's, and you turn this off, is my family still going to be there? Or are we just going to be like nothing? Like he's starting to question right. it. Like this is the beginning of Vic Fontaine. And Picard's like, hmm. if you were Maybe, a little bit know. more real, I would give you a little bit more attention and we would talk about this. But it's actually really easy for me to just turn off this program. So I'm just going to say, what? But he, I don't know, but, dog. He, but just say yes. Just say yes, Picard. It costs you nothing yeah. to just say yes instead of, I honestly I have don't no idea, know. bro. That was that was such a I know this is holodeck, but that was such a weird scene to me. Like it, to me it felt like it was written for him and Beverly to have like a romantic moment at the end of the episode, but they were like, "Well, this guy's dying, so the doctor needs to go with her. So he needs to have like an emotional scene with someone at the end of this episode." Yeah. And so they were like, "The cop's the only one left. He's not going to have it with the dead gangster." So that's why he, because he was like, "I wish I could take you with me." Like, who the fuck is this cop? Like, why do you wish you could take him with you? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, yeah. Why are you trying to force an emotional payoff here for this Dixon Hill novel that he can just come back to tomorrow? I don't understand. <laughs> I like this idea too. Like maybe like four and a half years later, they've or no, the doctor comes back from you know Del Delta Quadrant. They figure out how to reverse engineer the mobile emitter, and Picard's <laughs> like, "All right, I made Finally. a promise." And he just immediately just does not integrate well with the 24th century. He's like, hey, that man, that dude's kissing a dude. That ain't right. It's like, actually, it's super normal. Uh, We're way in the future. It's like, okay, um, all right. He just like constantly is just not fitting. It was like, I want to go back to the program. I want to. Captain, we really need you to send him back to the program. (laughs) I made a promise. I I said. I told him I'd take him with him. (laughs) 
don't listen to him. He's just a hollow program from 18 years ago that I promised yeah. <laughs> I would take him off. Uh, uh, there's this shot of the Enterprise coming out of the intro that is incredible. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like the camera, it starts off below the Enterprise and it just goes all the way over it. You know, what? Does it like crane over it basically? It does. Like- and it, and, and it, it's like... 30 seconds of there. They clearly just, they filmed it at one point with that big model. And they're like, well, this will be 30 seconds of a film we can save. Was Picard monologuing? He was monologuing, but it was, it was talking about the, the holodeck. It was, it was really, it's a beautiful shot of the ship though. I want to see that kind of thing more often. It felt very, very classic. And more than usual, the enterprise felt like a character than just, you know, a thing flying left to right. Um, so we got to talk about this whole scene where Wesley wants to go and help <sighs> fix the the holiday. See, the way I saw it is and like, why like wouldn't so, you get the teenager? He's so, I know, and he's so shy about it. I read it all too. the he's technical like, manuals. I read, I read it all. I know, I know exactly how to fix this. And then he's like, no, Wesley, stay here. And then... Troy's like, but his mom's in there. Like, he's not the only one that could lose somebody. And then it cuts back to Riker. I don't know if anyone else saw this, but Riker starts smiling and is like, all right, come on. Yeah, good point. No, she basically just told you that, like, he's scared for his mom. And instead he interpreted (laughs) it as like, okay, let's uh, let's have him work on it then. Send him to the movies. I don't, like... Have, have <laughs> him go. Have him go play a game or something to get his mind because off of Riker's it. Because Riker's right. Jordy has this on lock. Jordy should be able to fix this. Jordy <laughs> and his team of engineers. <laughs> I would, if I were Jordy, I, I would have been so pissed off when when Wesley got there. I'd be like, um, respectfully, <laughs> sir, I'm just gonna do this myself. I I could see the pissed off the pissed off nature of Jordy in that second scene where Jordy calls the bridge and is like, I'm just going to let, I'm going to let Wesley explain it. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Wesley. you want to put the 15 year old on it here? Why don't you explain it? <laughs> My pleasure. And I guess, um, is also, is Wesley also going to write the report afterwards or is that going to be me? That's going to be me. Is that okay, going to be great. me? Fuck me. Right. Yeah. Uh, the whole, the whole end, the whole ending of it where it's like, basically, uh, the best I can describe it is Wesley having to cut the wire on a bomb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like the sweating, like, okay, we could do this, but like they might disappear. I know, like, Jordy's <laughs> like, hey, if this fucks up, your mom and everybody would just, it's going to die. Literally die. It's dead. So just, but you're eyeballing I'm going to have to write the yeah, report. Write so the like, report. make sure. <laughs> Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna court martial the fifteen-year-old, or they're gonna court martial the guy who put the fifteen-year-old in the charge? Supervisor. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine Jordy's like on trial, and he's just like, or like they come and they're like, "So what happened here?" And Riker's like, "I don't know. You're gonna have to ask Jordy." And Jordy's like, "What? Yeah, yeah. right. Are you fucking?" Because Riker's me? like, he's the commander. He knows how all the reports yeah. work. It's like, well, technically, right. the officer in charge at that moment was Jordy LaForge. I mean, check out the visor guy. He's the one who he he signed off on it. <laughs> so the, the little machine they were using it needed two eye holes, and the visor couldn't look through, the, look two through the two eye holes. So uh, <laughs> there's literally a thousand people in the crew. There's not another engineer who can look through the two yeah. eye holes. There's there is at this point a chief engineer. I was gonna say 
It's not Jordy, yeah, and but it also Chief O'Brien's on the ship. Chief O'Brien couldn't help you out with yeah, that. Hold, oh, O'Brien. O'Brien is just a transporter guy at this point. He's not even. <laughs> he, this is when he's like, he's still on the on the basically bridge. Basically right? upgraded extra. Yeah, they yeah, yeah they were just putting coal wherever <laughs> they needed an extra body. Why didn't they just transport them out of the holiday? They couldn't a side find to side them. transport. They're in the but holiday. They find that like. When they were scanning for them, they couldn't. They weren't showing as in the holodeck. Why didn't they? No sense. Why didn't they get a crowbar and open the door? Yeah, (laughs) that makes no sense to me. Because like, (laughs) if you if you scan the ship, you know somebody's in the holodeck. Because basically, what's happening is you just see two people standing in the middle of a room because the the holodeck. But the problem is that the probe (laughs) made it so that that wouldn't work anymore. Because of story plot reasons. <laughs> well, that was my thing was when he said the program could abort and everyone could vanish. I was like, that's not really how this works either. It would yeah. just, the holodeck would shut down and it would be four people in a room. In a well, they room. need to change it. Right. They need to change their settings. Again, this is a problem because it's the launch of the new holodeck. <laughs> it wouldn't be, it's not a matter <laughs> disappear. Yeah, like well, that's the problem. Yeah, they wanted to do, like, the the default setting is just clean out the room, destroy all matter, destroy everything that you created so that you have a nice, you know, sanitized, wipe clean thing. <laughs> and it turns out when there are people inside, that is a safety hazard. So... You, yeah. <laughs> that needs that setting needs to be turned off. They need to patch that as soon as possible. Yeah, it doesn't like phaser through. It just yeah. <laughs> they're just lights. It's just little photons and force fields. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they there's a lot of stuff they had to fix. Uh, I do love that Wesley is the one to fix it. From a sort of like I remember being a teenager and oftentimes being the one who knows how to fix stuff or right? like technical stuff. Like he's probably already read all about Minecraft. On the hol- on this new holodeck, you know, he just wants <laughs> an opportunity to play it because he's he's heard about how cool it is. About Minecraft, yeah. Do you think Wesley just plays <laughs> Minecraft or Fortnite or something <laughs> like that on the holodeck? Yeah. He's like, well, on Fortnite, I'm off. I'm oftentimes the clutch player. So I, why wouldn't I be the clutch player when trying to rescue uh, mom, the captain and the, and the doctor yeah. and the second officer? You know. <laughs> And most importantly, our ship's 20th century historian. Oh my God. The only one that they have around. They just have a person for every century going back to like 2000 BC. Cause you might as well. That's only like a hundred people. That's true. Only 10% of your crew. Uh, so this episode won uh, a Peabody award for excellence in television broadcasting. And it's the first hour-long drama to win a Peabody Award in that category. It was also won an Emmy Award for William Ware Thice for Outstanding Costume Design. And Edward R. Brown got an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Cinematography. There are some good shots in this. And a lot of like cool steam and stuff. All all the film noir shots are very interestingly put together. I like that the... um this is going to the holodeck, but just cinematography wise. Um, when he first walks in and she's there and uh, then she walks over to the window to go into the shadow to like say her yeah. line. So great. Like direction and cinematography wise. It was great. Yeah. Great blocking. And and it almost felt like the computer was correcting. I'm just like, let's make this more noir you know, by putting her there. 
says Tart. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Noari, uh, Torme and Scanlon, the writer and director, suggested filming this 40s scenes in black and white, but Berman and Robert Justman disagreed, saying that the holodeck couldn't handle that. Absolutely can. We know uh-huh. it can. And Berman himself would like allow it to <laughs> yep. happen on Voyager. So what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, for whatever reason, um, and I always remember this episode being in black and white. When I, th- when I think about this episode, I think about it being in black and white. Um, and so when it was in color, I was like, Interesting. this is weird. Yeah. Uh, but, this, yeah. this kind of ties into... Um, Aceps and Lodare are oh, chatting cool. in the in the in the uh, Twitch uh, chat room, and Asep says uh, they're very inconsistent with the history of the holodeck because Riker comments on it during the first episode of TNG and uh, Carnival Farpoint, uh, like it's a brand new thing. But in Voyager, the adults reminisce about playing uh, children's hollow novels and playing with characters as oh, if it's yeah. been around for generations. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I remember that. <laughs> Trevis yeah. and Flotter and all that. Flotter. So. Fucking Flotter. Trevis and Flotter. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking shit. Trevis and Flotter. <laughs> the, um, the, Oh, one of the things I liked was when they were talking about, this was on the holodeck, but when they were talking about the, um, Mm-hmm. The record, Joe the baseball DiMaggio? record being uh-huh. broken. This was in the, this was in the, the trivia. Um, yeah. Joe DiMaggio's record being yeah. broken by shortstop from the London Kings. Um, it was, turns out to be, they didn't yeah. name him, but it was Cisco's favorite baseball player, Buck Bokai, um, which is a made up name. Obviously there's no Buck Bokai, but we got three um, years, Jan. We got three years. London Kings. <laughs> yeah, also London for Kings. Irish unification, um, we have one year. But um yep, London Kings. <laughs> there's that there's that episode if wishes were horses where the character shows up um in DS9. The episode <laughs> where all episode. the people's imaginary things show up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah. You think it's terrible? Yeah. In it season I think one. it's in season 1. Um it's it, that episode right. I I can't stand that episode. Uh, but he does Buck Bokai does show up in that in that I episode. Was say here. That's a good little bit of trivia. Um I'll add that the 1941 holographic San Francisco was filmed in Paramount Pictures New York Street backlot. Um which had apparently caught fire while filming Star Trek 3. I just want to share this because Shatner claimed that he served as a firefighter to put out that fire. <laughs> oh my god you know he was the first one off that line. I don't know if you'd be the first one I don't know man the fucking that dude was nuts I want to believe that he tried to hey, be a firefighter that's true you know like he tried to help and they're like Bill Bill Jesus fucking Christ there's a fire he's like I can do it I, I fucking do it I'll, I, I can do it. it I'll do it where's that I just do, I just finished wrestling a tiger yeah I, I can wrestle a tiger I'll fucking <laughs> What is this? Okay, but f- <laughs> fair. But as he was holding yeah, a hose, he, totally he had a cigarette did. in his he was mouth. The one that caused the fire. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why he, he was the first the cigarette one on and the started scene. a second fire. As right, he was. Right. I gotta come yeah. right back, um, but you can keep going. Jan Loder says that uh, their Irish friend uh, says that reunification is very much possible at the moment. I mean, 
And which I honestly wouldn't be surprised with the way that the UK is say like that London up. King so. and, the, and fucking <laughs> Parliament is a complete disaster. So yeah. <laughs> uh oh, we lost John. Okay, uh, he cool. said he. Um, would be I guess we got everything in. I think we should go to the archive once John gets back. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, Picard. Using the bug language. So good, but so So good. Oh God. Uh, No, no, no. Yeah. That's, I, I was dying laughing at him using the bug language. I have, have remarked on Picard using alien languages in the past. Him doing the bug speech. My favorite part about this whole scene is uh, Troy in the background being like a stage mom, like mouthing the words along with him. Like, (laughs) okay. So they have a 20th century expert, (laughs) but they don't have like a linguist on board. It has to be the freaking therapist who's helping. Right. (laughs) You can Uh, do it. The double Z, T and the, the upside down R. It's like, this is the worst way to learn something. <laughs> you should just hear it over and over and over again and just memorize that. Yeah, just and then have like, your computer it. scan, you know, like show you the waveform and, and scan it and determine how close of a match it is. I do love how he just fucking yeah. bullshits it. Though. He just runs to the bridge. He's like, okay, uh, let's see here. And they're like, Cool. That's all we wanted. Yeah. That's Thanks, all we man. wanted. That's all we wanted. <laughs> They're like, appreciate it. You did it. We are happy. Peace forever. I was like, really? Peace I, forever I because of that? Okay, cool. This very old school TOS style. Like, hey, we don't have the budget to show the insectoid aliens. So they're just gonna they're just gonna just make, just a, make voice. a voice. Love that. Absolutely adore it. They clearly <laughs> threw a lot of money at the rest of the episode, so yeah. 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 All right. Shall we hop into the archive? One last thing. This is the only episode in which Tasha Yard, Tasha Yar is ever in command of the bridge. Uh, and the only time ever where there are two entrances on the holodeck. Oh. Oh, we should do. Like when he was like, go to the, go to the one in the hallway and see if there's, see if you can yeah, open that. Let's run through like the, um, guest our shout outs yeah. real quick and then hop the biggest there. one we've already mentioned Lawrence Tierney is Cyrus Redblock yeah Harvey Jan Jansen Harley Jason as Felix Leach eh. he was on holding a gun he was the one who was like eh. can I kill them boss can I <laughs> kill them Boyette as Dan Bell I think that was the cop Dave, David yeah. Selberg played the freaking yeah. nerd Whalen 20th century nerd Gary Armagnac. Uh, Gary, Sorry, um, you got it. You said it. I was gonna butcher. His Dude, name I want to hear your butchering. Nope, it's Armagnac. Now Gary Armagnac is McNary, who I believe is, also shows up in the other um, one. Uh, um, oh no, you're right. I think isn't he the police that's captain? Lieutenant. Oh no, no, no. Henchman, He's that's right? McNary. Of course, McNary was because the, McNary um, is a cop name. <laughs> Irish name. Speaking of Irish yeah, unification, yeah. <laughs> Mike toy, toy, toy. Uh, as desk sergeant. It's funny because I worked with a professor named Mike Genovese and I was like, 
and he's from LA. He's been in LA for 50 years. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> oh, did he extra bummer. on this show? But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't. Dick him. Miller is the guy I was thinking of. He's the vendor. He appears again in another episode. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's the guy in the Terminator who gets it, who gets shot by the Terminator, uh, at the gun store. Uh, Carolyn Allport as Jessica Bradley. Murdered. Femme fatale murdered. Supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, so is this, so is, is this program like the animal crossing Island where when you're not playing time still passes because he said, uh, and program left. And then when he came back, she was dead. She was alive when he left. And when he came back, she was dead. So is it chapters in a book? Is it in the past? That's how Uh, it's been divided. We've not in the past, actually in the future In first contact, we see Picard pick a chapter and he realized he picked the wrong chapter. And he, so he changes it to a different chapter. Mm. Uh, So I would guess that that's how the Dixon Hill programs are structured. Yeah. Chapters. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda Aldrich as the secretary. And Eric Cord as Thug. Yeah, yeah that cool. was the second. Right. The second <clears throat> Let's get into the archives and, uh, geez, we're running short on time. Okay. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Um, hey guys, uh, I know we're supposed to meet in holodeck three but i'm not i'm not i'm not doing the new holodeck just yet i got a i got a backlog of the old holodeck so uh, before i pop into three i want to make sure i get through what i have in one tom why are you I not told doing you have a backlog of like i got forest i got like barren rock planet i got like ocean i got a, i got a lot of things i gotta hop through and in, in tom one. i i i know you bought a lot of those holodeck Hollow programs when they were all yeah, on sale yeah. last year, last yeah. star date during the, the the winter the winter sale. Uh, yep, sale. Uh-huh. Uh, the but winter like, sale. honestly, these new games are just on a different oh, level. Like I, I, I do not doubt that. I think you are probably absolutely right. But I like I, uh, holodeck one. It's still got the old holodeck in it. You know, I'm really, I really want to make sure I get through these games. Like play them how they're meant to be played you know because like what do you even do uh, on barren build, rock planet uh, it's like a survival game where you uh you get dropped on a barren rock planet and you have to like you have to like build tools and then ha- build a, a house from there and then like you find food and are you are you sure about that tom because the other like last week deanna was just in there and she was just crying I think people just go yeah, in. You can just go in there to and chill cry. out. Yeah, her and Riker just had like a big argument there. Right, that you was can all go they in used there and just cry, to have an argument. But Baron Rock Planet, the idea right. is to survive. I have like a whole. I started it last week. I have literally like a whole house going. I got like some some pigs out and back. You know, like I was able to finally the pigs on Baron Rock Planet. How do you get pigs on Baron it's Rock weird, Planet? But you 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 have to like combine. You have to combine different things in order to make. Are they real pigs, or are they just pigs made out of, that look like? Yeah, are I, they don't just think, rocks I don't think Holodeck like One could even create. Living well, no, things. it's a little, little pixelated in that sense. But yeah, it's 
No, it's, you know, oh, okay. like I said, I want to play through these games the way they were meant to be played. Because I just got this, like, sweet new program. And my uncle actually came. He works for Holodeck. He works for the Holodeck company. Your, your uncle works for the Holodeck this new game. Oh, yeah. He's really cool. Like, Does he really? Yeah, yeah he totally does. My, It's my uncle, uh, uh, Lo, Lo Mock. <laughs> My uncle Lomach works for a holodeck company and he's told, he told me about, he told me about holodeck three coming out and how it was going to be graphically like so much better. I just, I wasn't allowed to tell you guys because, um, you know, it's yeah. secret. It's NDAs and stuff like that. That sounds, that name sounds really made up. I know a lot of oh, Vulcans and that doesn't sound it like it's made up, name. but Lopec is fine to you. Yeah, that's a normal. I know I like know. six Lopex. You know six. You're Lopex? like the sixth low. You're like the sixth Lopex I've met. Really, Lopex? I believe. Yeah. Why? My best. My best friend back on Bajor was a transfer student from Vulcan named Lopex. Really? Yeah. What was he like? But Lomok. <laughs> it just sounds like he threw two letters to threw two through syllables Lopec. together. I think that's one of the most offensive things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I believe you. Well, I'm not using the holodeck at all oh, okay. because I hear these new programs are blasphemous. What do you mean they're blasphemous? They recreate things like temples yeah. and th the prophets and orbs and all sorts yeah. of stuff. And I'm not touching that well, stuff I because those are sacred. You, I looked into you did an what? Orb. How did you look into an orb on holodeck one? It, you have to like it makes a lot of noise when you try to do it, but it's a it's like a homebrew <laughs> that somebody came up with for it. Yeah, right. It's is everything really stuttering <laughs> a little bit, like the a little whole bit, But it was fun. It was fun. Like the fans, <laughs> yeah, the fans run really hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind using holodeck one because it's literally just like a tree like a forest i can just go in there and oh, i can pray about, and i can cry if forest? i need to it's yeah empty game. forest is like an okay game. program because it has like it has like a babbling brook but sometimes the brook yeah. you know like stalls and then the fan the fans turn on mm -hmm. and then you empty, can't really hear they can't but people can't hear another, me crying empty forest i mainly use it for crying. Those games where you just get dropped into an empty forest and you gotta try to survive I think you're the only one who plays it that way. I think people just go there to chill out. Really? Because I'm pretty sure... There's a new version of Empty Forest coming out. It's called Full Forest. Uh -huh. And there's like a whole community that's already there. You make friends you... with them. Then it starts getting that attacked no by out, like forest that monsters. Make sense. How do you survive? There's also, that's an actual survival game. Birds. It's an actual survival it's easy game. To survive. You don't get dropped into an empty forest. Like, Well, no... It, there, there's animals attacking you, but also there's birds yeah. in the trees, monkeys and Full stuff. Of life. <laughs> it's not just like barren trees and like one little creek that well, goes I, through. I, I have an appointment here in the next like five minutes. I got to go to a uh, holiday one. I'm about, I'm about to play um, Empty Starship. You can play Empty yeah. Starship. I think Holodeck 3 has a full yeah, starship, starship where you can like M steer things like a, and uh, suspense filled horror game where you go around an empty starship and try to survive. <laughs> Again, I think that's just your that's a, the emergent gameplay that you are experiencing. I think they literally just have that as a, so that Jordy can like simulate things. How many hours empty do you starship? have in empty I got, like, starship? 2500 hours going. 
Oh my god. Twenty five hundred have you no, ever been that's attacked? That's the scariest part. Oh, I don't know when it's gonna come. <laughs> so you're twenty five hundred hours and you're still waiting for an attack? Wow, that is commitment to the game right there. If I wanted to play empty starship, I would just go to deck seventeen. Nobody lives on deck seventeen. It's, Has he noticed we have that? A huge, Nobody lives. The enterprise is so big. It's, it's so too big. big. The only reason I actually came here was to hack in to Holodeck 3 and delete all the sacred programs okay, out of it. Okay, but like, so. what if somebody like you is far away from home and wants to have that taste of home, but they can't go to the temple at home, so they, you know, it's a resource for those people. Uh, that's fine if you want to go to your Vulcan temples or Which whatever. I have done. I, pulling up an orb, that is sacrilegious. Okay, I, I, I can't even... I, anyways, I have an appointment with Dr. Crusher. As you can tell, I do have a Vulcan lung disease, and it is fatal if I don't. Yeah, I was going to say, how long go. you, you got a go. week or two? If I just go, they, she can just hypospray me, and then we're good. So I'll just take care of that. And okay. Okay, and you're going to empty yeah. empty Starship? No, I'm going to no, real I'm going Starship. To em- I'm going to oh. empty Starship. No, I'm not. To, I'm talking to Tom. You never know when this attack's going to happen. It's suspenseful. Shit. <laughs> I'm staying in the captain's oh, quarters yeah. in Empty Starship right now. Barricaded the doors. It's great. Okay. Have, <laughs> have fun, you guys. <laughs> so stupid. I love that. I love that Tom just doesn't it's understand. It's just an Empty Starship. <laughs> My favorite part is that Holodeck 1 can only do empty things. Like, it didn't have the graphics power to, like, yeah. it's like when you play a sports game on an under graphics powered machine and they don't have the audience because yeah. the, 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 the crowd, there's yeah. no crowd. That's what that's what Holodeck 1 is. <laughs> uh, remember all the, the Final Fantasy games in the PlayStation era? You know, they were limited with the uh-huh. number of polygons they could render. And they wanted the character models to look good. So, and the particle effects and stuff. So they put all of that processing power towards the character models and stuff. And all the backgrounds were basically yeah. just matte paintings. <laughs> and I actually really like, I missed that. I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. That sort of matte painting with the polygons running around them. But that's how I would imagine. Like, you can also do that <laughs> yeah. with Holodeck One. Like, you could have like <laughs> really two good people. people. Everything it, else is just flat. But everything yeah. else is just a matte painting. It's a flat matte painting. All right, let's rate this thing. We we are running uh, long. Oh yeah, let's rate it. Yeah, we're definitely at the eighty <laughs> megabytes. We're not, but uh, okay. Oh, dialogue, man, dialogue. It's some I mean, really great five. stuff. It's a five for me. It's easily it's a five. A five. <laughs> I lost a bet. At least you're ready for a home. South, South America. America. South America All stuff the South was really America good. Stuff. Like uh, uh, what is is. Uh, Saying, uh, I'm actually from, I was created on South the planet America. Data, <laughs> South America. He's only a knockoff, a cheap imitation. Thank you, Mr. Data. <laughs> That's not, came out wrong. <laughs> um, Picard's uh, screaming at the computer. Yeah. Computer, this is the captain. <laughs> like, the computer's not listening. Even if you're the captain, the computer's not listening. The computer doesn't give a shit. The so holodeck computer captain, listens bad, to anyone sorry. who's in it because it's a recreational thing. It's not going <laughs> to... Uh, action, uh, fucking Whalen getting shot. The most dead guy I've ever seen. <laughs> and did yeah. everyone give that a five? Oh, I did I, did I miss Sorry. the scoring of, of dialogue? It was a Quinteros five, okay, five for me. Quinteros. Uh, I think 
Crusher and Picard have a lot of genuine that chemistry. That was like in this the episode. big romance for me. Um, the kiss, obviously, there's that, but the romance between Picard and Crusher were like pretty good. Crusher and Picard were going to go back to his office and bang. Yeah. And they were cock blocked by Data and Waylon. Yeah. That is the narrative that happened. <laughs> um, and they were like, can we go back to your office too? And they both, they both went, Ugh, fine, you can come too. Yeah. But it was, they were the eye contact between the two of them. I don't know if I've had more central yeah. eye contact with my own <laughs> husband than the way they were having eye contact. <laughs> it's, um, it was reminiscent to the naked now, you know, when they're like flirting yeah. through the space. Yeah. Especially and, uh, after the, the yeah. scene in the conference room with the lipstick stuff and like how disappointed she was oh, that there were yeah. going to be other people there. She was like, finally some alone time and then they didn't get it. Yeah. So, uh, I would probably say a four. It's not, it's not full romance for me, but a four sounds pretty good. Uh, for me, it, it's five because you also got the hollow pro all the hollow programs hitting yeah, on Crusher yeah. too. Is that good? The guy with the It ain't bad. And he invites the guy her with to the, the gum, dance. Where he's like, hey, dollface. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. He invites her to I'm gonna the say four point five. Wow. I don't know how we're ever gonna rate romance a five if it's not Two people generally we'll having a lot of chemistry we'll with see. each other. I guess they didn't have to consummate. Okay. <laughs> if she, Action. no, if they, if they would have, if she, they would have had yeah. a moment at the end and it wasn't him and the yeah. cop. Yeah. If it was the two of them at the end reconciling or kissing or, or just yeah. know, having a moment at the end and she hadn't just left, sure. I would have given it a five. Yeah. Sure. Fair enough. Action. Okay. Five. Five. Action. The fighting, I mean, the, the shooting, the, the punching, the guy almost dies. Yeah. I mean, it's a five. <laughs> I like the little cut to the blizzard. Yeah. To, sorry, to empty, empty snowstorm. Empty, empty, empty tundra, tundra. Snowstorm. Empty snowstorm. <laughs> uh, I love that uh, Brenty's. I wrote Puncha in the right. Face by Brenty Boy. Uh, Picard. <laughs> Why uh, I wrote it that way. Bitch slapping the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, eh, I know. I know this thing can't kill me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hero. Yeah. I'm the protagonist yeah, of this fire. thing. Uh, I love how fucking Felix gets mad. He shoots Waylon, then Blizzard, uh, then Picard punches him. I'm going like, to go How to my dare dad. you punch me? It's like, bro, you <laughs> shot a dude. <laughs> you shot a guy. Oh, man. Okay, suspense. I mean, obviously, what's going how on? Are they, the how are they going to get out? Are they going to get disappeared? Right. right. Um, is Waylon going to die? The suspense. The suspense Here's to me my really drops is, yeah, towards the ahead. end because the whole episode yeah. kind of grinds to a halt towards the end. It really starts to yeah. like drag its feet. Yeah. But there is a lot of suspense. I noticed myself wandering. Yeah. What's funny is I wanted to know when Waylon was going to die before he was shot. Because I was just like, this guy's going <laughs> to, he's so shot. He's, this guy is so fucking dead. Right. And I love when he gets shot, by the way. We didn't talk about this. And everybody's just like, ha oh, ha, no, you got fuck. shot, Waylon. Good <laughs> acting, Waylon. <laughs> by the way, I thought this was a moment. This was a moment where we find out, like, we're finally put on the spot how competent 24th century doctors are. Because Beverly's like, oh, he's shot. We got to get him back. I to need to get, bay. we need to get him to back to the sick bay. Losing she doesn't try pulse. to do anything. <laughs> she can't do right. anything. It's like, if I had a hypo spray, I could fix this. 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 I don't know how to, do I put pressure on it? I don't know. 
I think I think there's a bullet inside him. Is that possible? Can we get it out? I don't know. I can't hear you, Mark. Mark, I can't hear you. Mark for a second. I think you're back now. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. So suspense for me, it's not like here we go top of the line high, but it's probably like four. I think four is pretty respectable. I think four too. I'm gonna give it a three five. 4.2 4.2 from Mark. We're only to do, I'm going to do a four. Did I, I, I didn't say 4.2. No, Mark said, I said do a four two. as well. Four T-O-O. <laughs> I know, that's my bad, bad dad joke. Uh, the secretary alone is the campiest thing. That voice, the green dress uh, for the a minute, coat. The minute that uh, uh, Data realizes he doesn't understand any of the, the the language and then just leans into it. Lingo. That's pretty campy. Beverly like run like pretty four great lines. Too. <laughs> Everything Beverly does in the police station. Yeah. Um when oh she sits gosh. down next to the like next to the like pretty woman and she sees that her skirt is hiked up, so she hikes her skirt up. Her swallowing the gum, her pulling out the her compact not knowing how to use it and then she just starts like blotting her face because that's what she sees someone else doing i yeah. think i love all of that i think she did such a great job it's a five she's camp like, for me yeah it's definitely five. a five she, she did great stuff and it was it was really patient too like the filmmaking nobody was talking necessarily it was just like let's let the actors play in front of the camera it's really fun uh, I also, it made me think about how makeup works in a 24th century because clearly Beverly wears makeup. Yeah. I mean, everybody's wearing makeup from an actor standpoint, but also her character. And I wonder like, do you just like walk in front of a mirror and are like <laughs> makeup? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just like program Probably. your makeup style, you know, and, and, and it just, pl- I mean, that would be the most humans are Humans are it. so inept if they have to go by themselves uh, in this 24th century. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, and then the stakes. I mean, Waylon might captain, die, but the captain it is just fucking Waylon. Beverly Crusher is going to die most likely. He, like he l- literally holds a loaded and gun. And the whole ship could blow up. Yeah. He loads a holded gun, loaded gun to Beverly's head. Yeah. And if Picard doesn't get if Picard doesn't get out of the holodeck, the Haradins or whatever they name are, are going to blow up the ship. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll yeah. try. They'll give it a shot. Didn't you see the tape it, from yeah, the last time? <laughs> the tape from the last one. He wouldn't let me watch that's it. That's true. He let but me watch it. I kept asking. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it yeah. a five, actually. I'm going to give it a five, too. It's five as danger well. in and out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, I Holy think it's going to be oh, one of the... Shit. It, it's not top I think one, it's going to be our man, but she... Computer, final score. Calculating. 4.72. Yeah, it's it's almost a perfect... That beats it's our man this year. It's almost a perfect holiday episode. <laughs> it's the original... Oh this is the original holodeck malfunction episode. Yeah. This is the OG, and it, it earns its place. It's the, yeah. the, the template for every <laughs> holodeck malfunction episode that comes after it. That's true. It's clear that they had so much fun and such a success with it that from then on, the holiday yeah. became a thing. And so. that bumps uh, "Take Me Out to the Hall Suite" like phew, way down there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't oh, yeah. be pissed. Way down there. 
Dylan yeah. was going to be so pissed. You know, if Dylan was here, if Dylan he was tanked here, the score. he would have tanked, tanked all the these score. scores. He'd be like, the dialogue's yeah. not that good. It's like, come on. It's like, oh, the romance? What? Oh, they don't kiss? Yeah, no, three. You would have been like, the action. Eh. So a guy gets shot. Guys get shot in the holiday all the time. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Enjoy your time yeah. in the desert. Enjoy your time in empty, empty in desert program. Empty, <laughs> empty <laughs> desert. That's so funny. Oh man. Um, oh, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, you. Sh- I'm super hoping that there's holodeck in the first episode of Picard season yeah. three. Because if there is, they, we, we should absolutely do it. should. That would be great. <laughs> what are we watching next week? So uh, we we'll find out yet. on Thursday. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If it's Thursday and. I'll know as yeah. soon as possible. Do we have a backup episode just in case? We should have a backup. Just We've been in. talking about doing shadow play for months. Uh, shadow play is Star Deep Trek. Space That's the one where the whole village oh, it's the, on the yeah. planet. Yeah. Well, don't, I mean, don't spoil it. Yeah, yes, let's do that's shadow a really play. good one. If, let's if do that. Yeah. Shadow play. Cool. That's the contingency. Okay, cool. If it's not the season of premiere of Picard yeah. season three. Okay. I mean, we've been doing all this leading up to that, that we should maybe even just consider doing it. Even True. if there's no holiday True. stuff. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, well, if you enjoyed this and my gravelly voice that I guarantee will not be there to hold up forever, uh, subscribe to our podcast and also give us a review. Yeah. That's really helpful. And share with one other yeah. person this week. Yeah. Just share it directly, verbally, yeah. make them listen to Sh- it. Like, Lock them in your car and just let make them listen to an episode. The first yeah. twenty five oh, minutes of our intro. Um, <laughs> Finding out where to start this episode is going to be a disaster. <laughs> we we uh, we have a Discord uh, that's going to be in the description of the podcast, uh, but you can also find it on our Instagram. We have a link tree there. Uh, we also have a Twitter. Um, we have a coffee K O F I. If you feel so inclined to. Donate, help us keep the podcast going. Um, yeah. As always, we belong to an amazing um, podcast network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Check out some of their other um, programs. Everybody just did like this cool survey where we got to put in um, what we want from the network. And uh, so things are moving and changing. Um. Yeah. Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline. Use the permission from the Midwest Collective. This is a fan podcast. We're fans. We have nothing to do with anything officially Star Trek. Yeah. The computer voice and was the- provided by Ver- Verona Blue. Thanks. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Paramount Global, leave us alone. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to to complain about when it comes to Paramount right now. You're getting your shit together, so. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. skip intro buttons are it's, where it's they need an, to be. It's still annoying to me that you you pulled the like video game thing where you didn't release a full product, but you're getting better. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We want Showtime. We want Showtime. Oh yeah, adding Showtime is going to yeah. be huge. Yeah, but we don't want to pay extra. No, so I'm not paying extra don't for charge us more. Uh-uh. No, but we do want Showtime. Yes. So, but so give us Showtime. Yeah. Do. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope you have a good Sunday and uh, enjoy that season series premiere of Picard. Okay.
spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 